It's your boy Jose from Big Beat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely week? We have my co-host JC visiting me today because it's some sad news in the Miami Dolphin front. And what better way to get better insight from a diehard Dolphin fan than JC himself? Um, so hi, first, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in terms of football, I'm not happy at all. But uh, I mean, I was happy yesterday after the win. We finished the season strong. Um, and I thought I was going to, you know, set the tone for the off season and mm-hmm. going into next season. And then I'm literally laying down after I dropped my son off in school and my daughter's asleep and, and I'm about to take a nap. Um, and I have ESPN on. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those cycles that sleeps with like first take in the background. And yeah. <laughs> first thing that pops up is breaking news. And I see Matt Nagy fired, Mike Zimmer fired. And I'm like, damn, you know, it's expected. And then I see, oh, and Brian Flores, shocker, getting fired. And I'm like, what? And I never, yeah. I, c- I couldn't go to sleep after that because yeah. I just started going on Twitter and, you know, just looking it up. And it's just ridiculous, man. It's crazy. It's, it's a shocker for sure. Because this morning on YouTube, uh, I was commenting on a video, uh, the Big O Show. He's a local guy here. He's a former Dolphins beat writer, and I watch his podcast all the time. And he wants, he wanted Ryan Flores out of here a long time ago. So he's happy as hell today. Yeah. Um, but I was going back and forth with somebody in the comment section on why he's so hell bent on firing the coach after he did such an excellent job with the team, bringing him back from one and seven, and the defense being as dominant as they were. And I was like, there is without a doubt that this guy is getting another shot. And um, and then, I, you know, an hour after the news was announced, I went back into the yeah. comments and everyone's like, oh, so, you know, you know so much, you know, he's fired <laughs> now. And I'm like, I had nothing to say. As, as, as some of you guys may not know, it's called Black Monday because right after the regular season, the Monday after the regular season is mostly the time that a lot of coaches that are, were on the fence, <laughs> they get fired. Um, but again, this was a surprising move because you would have thought that, I mean, Flores, Coach Flo had two back-to-back winning seasons. Now, it's granted, it's not first the time since that, uh, 2003, 2002, yeah. 2003. And it's granted, it's not the season that most Dolphins fans wanted, but I think it was kind of expected when you, you didn't address the offensive line, you didn't address the running back issue. Uh, and, you know, losing some key pieces on a defense, but your defense was still strong enough to win you some games and keep you in some games. It, it was still surprising enough to see this firing. And I think Coach Flo, uh, as I read something on online, that he has a better winning percentage in the past three seasons than eight, uh, eight other teams. So eight other teams in the NFL have a better winning percentage than Coach Flo. So I just don't yeah. know what what – you know, entailed of this firing. Um, some, some, uh, some aspects where people were saying that it was because of the Tua, uh, you know, keeping Tua or, you know, not wanting to keep Tua and going for the Watson deal. I just don't know, you know, what to believe because he, a coach that went out there and looked like a player's coach and basically turned this Dolphin team around. Uh, and now with the firing of, of the Miami Dolphins it to me as as a South Florida native I I see right now I'm putting the Miami Dolphins in the same category as the Miami Marlins because you build something up just to tear it down and I feel like yep. most of the fans are like that 
right now. Yeah, I can't argue with that with that point. I mean, as much as I, I dislike it and as much as I want my Dolphins to be respected and, and, and you know, be respectable moving forward, I, I can't argue with you there, man. It's just it, it sucks. It sucks. You know, fun fact before I get into Brian Flores, mm-hmm. the last time we had back to back winning seasons was 2002 and 2003, which uh 2002, we went nine and seven, missed the playoffs. 2003, mm-hmm. we went 10 and six, mm-hmm. which is which back then was almost guaranteed. Yeah, we missed the playoffs. And what happened last year, we went 10 and six, missed the playoffs. This year, we went nine and eight. So very similar. But uh, Dave wants that was a coach at the time. And that's when we yeah. had Ricky and Jay Feeler, Chris Chambers. Um, and, you know, he came back until, you know, the following year. You know, I think we went like four and 12 or something like that. But um, but yeah, man, Brian Flores, uh, I wasn't always the, his biggest fan. But I believed in what he was doing. And he, you know, as, as much as you want to, people want to, you know, the Tuanons of the world, they want to credit Tua with this seven-game win streak. Tua really didn't do anything spectacular doing that seven-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Flores' dominant defense that got us most of those games, um, if not all of them. And yeah. um, I thought he was doing a great job. The players loved playing for him. Obviously, our team continued to play hard even after starting one and seven. So he had a big role in that. Um you know, what I'm hearing is is the behind the scenes, I guess, his relationships with the GM or the owner or his coaches weren't the best, right. um, you know, and we we have had, you know, a lot of turnover in the coaching staff since he started here. I think he's had three different um, offensive coordinators. Well, four, actually, if you count the two that we had this year. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just been a revolving door of coaches coming in and out. And, you know, there's no consistency there. There's no relationship building there is something that he's I guess he's not great at um a lot of people were comparing him to like Bill O'Brien and you mm-hmm. know that he's just this tough guy to get along with and he wants to make all these decisions um you know but at the end of the day the players loved playing for him the players were playing hard and you know a lot of there's a lot of speculation that he was behind the Watson deal he really yeah. wanted Watson he does not believe in Tua uh-huh. All of us know that, you know, he, if Ryan Fitzpatrick was here, you know, like how he did last year, yeah. he would have pulled him, you know, uh, uh, last year when he threw Tua in their midseason, you know, that was because of the the owners pushback, you know, yeah. the GM wanting to see what he had and him going back and forth with Fitzpatrick this year, obviously he had Brissett, Um and yeah, and obviously you went with Tua the rest of the way, which, you know, he played decent, but he was not a fan of Tua at all. So, you know, I was excited. Uh-huh. Yeah, but what my my thing is like, so you have a winning coach. Wouldn't you start at the GM first and fire the GM, and then yep. if nothing, uh, you know, goes from that from next season, then you can think about firing yep. towards. But I just don't get yeah, why no. they kept uh, gear. Dolphins just being dolphins, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, that's the logical way to do it. I mean, Chris Greer has done a a fine job, but mm-hmm. if I'm going to fire anybody, it's going to be Chris Greer. He's had all these draft picks. He's had all this money and our line continues to be the worst in the league. The quarterback play has been mediocre, if not, uh, you know, less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't hit on barely any of these. Now, the ones that he has hit on have really hit nicely. Yeah. You know, the the Jalen Waddles of the world, the Javon Hollins, you know, um, I can't even think of, uh, you know, Nick Needham signing him off the street. Uh mm-hmm. You know, making decisions such as getting Byron Jones and and having these two lockdown corners and Mike Gesicki, those were his decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been he's been making those decisions since 2016. So the past five years, he hasn't been able to figure out this O line stuff, which has really affected us offensively. 
Yeah. You know, and obviously Brian Flores took care of the defense and you see where we're at, you know, we're, we're there. Um, but yeah, I would have started at the GM position. I would have gotten rid of the GM and gotten another GM. Now, a lot of teams, they do both because the GM may want a different coach, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would have sided with Brian Flores, man. I would have given him the opportunity to, you know, build on what he built on these last few weeks. And, and we move forward from there. You know, we got a lot of cap space, cap space coming up. We got um, draft picks this year, next year. <clears throat> Brian, uh, you know, Chris Greer already showed us that he hasn't been able to get it done with yeah. the arsenal of picks and money that he's had. Why not give Brian Flores a chance to build on that and get him another GM that they can work together on? I personally was excited for Brian Flores to come back because I knew that 2022 was going to be a make or break year for him. Yeah. And I knew that he was not going into 2022 with Tua as his quarterback. He was not mm-hmm. going to bet those chips on Tua. So yeah. he was either going to be aggressive and try to get Watson, which, you know, obviously if the legal stuff clears, I would love to have, or maybe go after a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or somebody. So, so you're, you're going to give up on Tua? Like, are you, are you done? Because Tua has- I'm not necessarily giving up on Tua, man, but I, I've just, I, I know people bring up Drew Brees and, and it took, <clears throat> you know, four years for Drew Brees to be Drew Brees. Yeah. And, and I get that aspect of it, man, but you're dealing with an impatient fan base right now. We yeah. are tired of the mediocrity. We're tired mm-hmm. of putting people there that have no business being there. Mm-hmm. You understand? We just don't see it. And a lot of fans, they agree with me. Um, you know, you have, like I said, you have those that are part of the two and on out there and say, give the kid an O-line, give the kid this, give the, I'm okay with building him an O-line and letting him run next season. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with that. I guess I'm content with that. But what, if I had, if we had the opportunity to upgrade at the position and maybe keep Tua to learn from that individual mm-hmm. or, you know, trade him away if you have to. I'm okay with that too. I'd probably prefer that. I'm just tired of the mediocrity at quarterback. And to me in the film that the kid has, you know, that I've seen this year, you know, riding or dying with him. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. You know, you see it in guys like Joe Burrow, obviously the dude is money, you know, Justin Herbert, who's also made mistakes, but you can, I mean, you saw the game last night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That kid was making throws that Tua just simply cannot make because it's just he doesn't have that ability yeah you know and it's not his fault he was taken fifth overall Mm -hmm. but and he's a really good kid I really want to root for him I got his jersey you know what I'm saying he's a really good kid and I don't regret that I really do wish him well but man if we have the opportunity to to upgrade at the position then you absolutely do if you cannot okay then you build around the kid build him an o-line and give him more weapons and we'll see what we got yeah hey I just don't want it to turn into another Tannehill situation you know seven years and you know it kind of sucks because Tua was in the top in accuracy uh, percentage. And it I know that he made his bonehead plays here and there, but it kind of sucks for the kid that he really hasn't got the opportunity because of the O-line and because of the offensive issues. Um, and I get I, that too. Yeah, I get that too. He I didn't, feel, you know, he had <clears throat> one of the worst O-lines. So I, I'm, I'm not blaming him either. <clears throat> I'm not saying he'll be something someday. Yeah. You know, I, I think he could be, you know, we saw what he did with weapons in Alabama. You know, and mm-hmm. I think the, the more experience he's going to get better. But right now you're just dealing with a fan base. that's just tired of seeing this. We want something better. And what kind of hurts to it, too, is I believe, you know, because of the Watson and now the Russell Wilson's out there, you know, requesting trade. It's not it's not looking good for Tua. Uh, I think, you know, if if there is like mediocre type quarterbacks out there, I think a lot of the fan base is like, well, well, there's no nobody in the draft and nobody out there to get. We're going to go for Tua, yep. but a lot of people are wanting Tua to get out of town right now 
due to that fact of these high profile name quarterbacks are available for, for yeah, the and, Dolphins and, get. Yeah. And, and like, look, as much as uh, Brian Flores was on the hot seat going into next year, so is Chris Greer. Because if we have another five and 12, you know, six and 11 season, that's not going to cut it. You know, the, the GM's going to get fired. And I doubt he's going to want to go into the season with all his chips into his card. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's going to want to do that. So I think I still believe that if if there's a, a an opportunity to get somebody like a Watson or an Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. they're going to try to get him at all costs. Um, yeah. And then you don't necessarily have to trade Tua. You know, you can keep him on the bench. You can, he can learn from these guys, you know, or, you know, if, if obviously Tua can force his way out of here if he wants to, but man, I'm, we're just tired of the, of the mediocrity, man. And you know what, you know what fan base and, and a team is kind of excited right now is the Minnesota Vikings because it fired Zimmer and now, now, now Flores is available to come in. To me, I, I I I think that's a great fit for him because mm-hmm. the Vikings have an outstanding offense. Like they have, they have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, uh, Thielen. They, you know they have a decent uh, O line. You know Kirk Cousins is you know Kirk Cousins, but if the you defense just get isn't a, all that it, bad either, right? The defense they I would say they have their moments, but uh, yeah. they have key pieces, and I just think it was more of the play calling. Um, but a lot of time you know, the Vikings were up in games or had the games close and their defense uh, gave away the game. So I just feel like coach flow would be a good fit for the Minnesota Vikings. I hope he doesn't go to the Chicago bears because I think it's just uh, another situation, a bad situation that he'll be in um, for his sake, for coach Flores sake. I just hope he does go to the Minnesota Vikings. I hope wherever he goes, he has a lot of success and I know yeah. he will, you know, the first time head coach here, he has the experience he'll learn from whatever mistakes he made down here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think he's going to be a great coach someday. Um, Minnesota will be a great fit. Um, and I think they could, they could win right away. You know, those yeah. woes that he had on offense down here, he's not going to have those issues, especially if he gets himself a nice offensive coordinator. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. As far as the dolphins, man, I hope whoever we hire, is not a first time head coach. I'm done with first time head coaches, Joe Philbin, Adam Gase, <laughs> you know, Brian because Flores that was going to be only... that was going to be my next question. Like, who do you want to see as a uh, as a head coach for the Dolphins? Yeah, I just don't want it to be. I would like it to be an, an offensive minded coach. You know, mm-hmm. the I think the only first time head coach I would be okay with is Eric Bieniemy from Kansas yeah. City because I feel like he's needed. He's yeah. deserved an opportunity for a while now, and I and yeah. I, I kind of wanted the Dolphins to hire him the first time around, mm-hmm. but we went with B Flow instead. Um, He's the only first-time head coach, or even you know, maybe even um, you know, your guy from from Dallas, Kellen Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore. I'd be okay with those guys because they they've proven with their offenses what they can do. That's mm-hmm. the kind of offense we want to see down here, like a yeah. Kansas City, like a Dallas. That's what we want to see. That's something that we've been starving for for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had great defenses before. We want to have a great offense. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, as far as experienced coaches. I'd like a Doug Peterson, you know, who has the Super Bowl experience, had a pretty good record um, in the NFL overall. I can't really think of anybody else. A Jim Caldwell I'd be okay with, although we had him as a coach the first year. Yeah. Um, and he left for his personal reasons. Um, what, about I Dan, I, I just, what about Dan Quinn? Our Dan Quinn. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about him too. Yeah. Um, I would, 
I, I would be okay <clears throat> with a Dan Quinn as well, but I think they're going to stick with an offensive. offensive or, moment. you know, you bring a Dan, you bring a, you bring a Dan Quinn and you get a freaking a stud OC then mm-hmm. we're right back in it. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be okay yeah. with that too. It just has to be somebody, you know, the only, one of the only flaws that Flores had was that he could not build a staff mm-hmm. and keep it together. That yeah. was his problem. So you bring a guy like that in, you build a staff, and I think we'll be fine because we still got to have, you know, a lot of good pieces and a, an arsenal of picks and money coming up. So we'll see where we go. I honestly think it was the worst decision to let him go. Yeah. I wanted to give him another shot. We kind of start over again. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see what they do. We'll see. Yeah, it's it again. It's crazy. Um, when again, when I woke up, I even had my 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 wife sending me uh, you know, that little text message uh, because it, it's just popping up all, all over social social media and people that platforms. don't even watch football are like yeah, Yo, the Dolphins fired their coach. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's crazy. But let's let's move to the next subject. Um, this weekend of playoff games, the weekend uh, wild card weekend as they call it um a lot of ex- exciting games that are, are going to be happening super wild card weekend a lot of exciting games that's going to be happening this week and other than you know other than the cowboys and niners you know <laughs> what what uh what game are you uh are you excited to see that's the most intriguing game i have actually um behind dallas and san fran i would say arizona and the rams that Monday night game, which is crazy yeah. playing on Monday night. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be. I think be a we nice think a they because I had that series, in my right? notes. Yeah, yeah, they split, they the, split series. the series, right? Yeah, but both games were pretty good and high scoring, so uh, I think that's going to be a, a really good game to watch. Yeah, and somehow, I want to see somehow. Mm-hmm. No, I want to see if uh, D Hop plays because if D Hop doesn't oh, play, I think true. it's going to be uh, a tough sledding for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they haven't been playing really good down the stretch, and they've been struggling. I think. When they're on a four-game losing streak before they uh, face Dallas, they beat Dallas by only two points. Um, and then they go into this game needing a win to secure uh, the top spot, and they, you know, they got a loss. So I just don't see I, – I, I see the Arizona Cardinals losing this game, but it's going to be an intriguing matchup because the Rams and their division rivals, so anything can happen. And splitting that season series, it's going to be very, very uh, intriguing matchup. Now, the thing with uh, the Rams is that it doesn't look like they can stop the run. And and if Kyler Murray and James Conner and Edmonds can run all over the the Rams, I feel like the Rams can uh, the Arizona Cardinals can pull this out. But it's going to be again, it's going to be tough sledding without D Hop. And the defense is J.J. Watt. You know, they're saying that J.J. Watt's going to might be available to play in this game, but I don't I don't think that he's going to come back for the playoffs. So uh, we'll see on this uh, on that aspect. But yeah, I think Arizona is more than capable of beating L.A. Um, mm-hmm. L.A. Uh, obviously, I'd probably favor with them and especially them being the home team. Um, but man, it all rides on Matt Stafford. Can he get it done when when, when it counts, when it mm-hmm. matters? And, you know, he's he had a rough stretch there with uh throwing pick sixes and yeah. <laughs> you know, throwing these bonehead throws, but uh, we'll see it all rides on him and, and their supporting cast of obviously they have the weapons on, on offense, you know, with, uh, with the Cooper cup and, and OBJ and Jefferson Higby um, who there is Sony Michelle still there. Yeah. Sony yeah, Michelle. Sony Michelle. Uh, did, did Cam Akers come back. Yeah. He came back last game. 
So yeah. he, and he he looked he looked pretty decent. Oh, okay. So, so they, they, yeah, and then defense, you know, you know what they have on defense. So it's going to be a great game. Uh, another intriguing game I would see say is uh, New England Buffalo. God damn, bro! Are you reading my notes? Bro? It's, it's really? Like right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like think, think alike, bro. Think alike. Yeah, yeah. That I I have that as one of my intriguing matchups because you know they're one and one. Uh, they're playing in Buffalo, so it all depends on the weather again. Um, if it's going to be windy and we're going to see if, if they the play twice can... and, and the road teams won both times. Yeah. So, so. we're going to see if the rookie Mac Jones is going to can pull it off, but it's going it, like... to, that guy, that guy's face annoys me, bro. <laughs> he always looks like he's about to cry, right? Yeah. Doesn't yeah, he always yeah, look like yeah. he's about to cry? Yeah. Like he's, like he's, he's always looks like he's something. whining, like yeah. just a little bitch. Oh, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, what? But I, I think Buffalo is going to take it, though. Yeah, I had I had Buffalo at, at the beginning as my preseason favorites to reach, you know, at least the AFC championship game. Uh, but it, this is is going to be a tough task. You know, it, it all it all depends on the weather because Buffalo is not a running team. They're a passing team. Their their top rusher is is their court quarterback. So it's just to me, Damn, it's, I realize that. It, yeah, it, it, like we're going to see. One, it all it all depends about the weather, and two, if yeah. what what is Belichick going to take away? Because if the weather is good, then is Belichick just going to force you to run the ball, you know, and play uh, cover two the whole time? So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be an intriguing matchup uh, coming this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be cool, man. A lot of good games, you know. Ain't nobody trying to see Kansas City and Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 shit. intrigues you about you know <laughs> other than, uh, the San Francisco and Dallas uh, game because that you know to me I have my thoughts on that game, but what intrigues you about that matchup? Uh, San Fran's defense against your offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Dallas. I'm I'm going with Dallas because I think they have way too much firepower. And, um, you know, that that game against Philly was, was a great tune up game for, for the playoffs. They're playing mm-hmm. at home. Um, but, man, San Fran got a mean defensive line. Um, yeah. You know, they get after the quarterback, too, you know, with, you know, Nick Bosa and, that, and those other guys. So um, I think it'll be a tight one. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game, but I ultimately I think Dallas will pull it off. Yeah, I think it's going to be some uh, around, I'll say, 27 to 20 uh, game. Um, but in, in favor of Dallas, of course, yeah. but the thing that Dallas needs to do is stop the run. And you know, San Francisco loves to run the yes, ball yes, and, yes. and with Debo Samuels, they got some weapons too. Look, and they do run Debo a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. They run Debo a lot. Who's their, and, who's their, who's their starting running back? Is it, is it Wilson? Uh, not sure about that. Uh, what, I always, every time, um, every time I watch a Niners game, Debo's in the backfield. So, um, really? I know and they who, have, who's what happened to Mostert? Is he still there? He's he's he was gone for the season injury wise ah, again. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I think he's always injured. Um, but but you know Dallas has a really their defense is playing really good right now too. Yeah. And Garoppolo has a habit of just fucking making mistakes, man. So I think you yeah. guys have the advantage on that. You yeah, know, I'm not. I, I'm. I I'd go with Dak making less mistakes than Garoppolo in a yeah. game like that. And I feel like with our defense playing the run better. And just focusing on a run, making making Garoppolo try to beat you, I, I feel that that's that's what their mindset yep. needs to go uh, um, about because our run game has been pretty uh, you know stout this year, uh, other than last game which Philly, but you had no Michael Parsons which you know tears up everything, um, and then we didn't have J. Ron Kerr, so a lot of people 
are looking at the matchup of you know Parsons and Debo Samuels, but my matchup that I want to look at is Jaron Curse and Kittle because Jaron Curse was brought here to be a physical, you know, somewhat of a safety, but he's he's basically a run stopper and guarding the tight end. Does he so typically does he does he typically guard like the tight yeah, he, ends he, the he, he he guards the tight ends and he's a really outstanding uh you know uh run run stopper I feel like so, every team should have like for us it's either uh jerome baker or eric rowe we always put them yeah. on on either their running back or the mm-hmm. the tight end depending on yeah. who it is the only person i'm concerned about is uh leighton vanderesh he needs to he for some reason this guy seeks out blocks and gets blocked by like the, you know, pulling guard or whatever, instead of getting around them and trying to, you know, fill that hole and, mm-hmm. you know, bust through that hole. So that's my only, you know, worrisome about this game. If they're going to, you know, go after Leighton Vanderesh, Leighton Vanderesh. But again, I think stopping the run and play a single high and just let Diggs be on the island. Yes, Diggs has given up a lot of uh, yards. A lot of corners have given up a lot of yards because he's not the only one. Jalen Ramsey yeah. is behind him, and I forgot the other person that's right behind him. But it's feast or phantom with with uh, Diggs because he's gonna get you. Uh, he got you eleven picks, a lot of bad balls, but plays. sometimes he has. Yeah, he does give it away the big plays. So we'll see. He he had that week off. They said illness. They really oh, he's a ball. Hawk, so he's gonna take those chances, man. That's just yeah. how he plays. You know, I yeah, think and Miles Sanders was the same way. Yeah, you know, uh, Xavier Howard can be like that sometimes too because they're you know they're just straight ball hawks and they're going to take it's, chances. Sometimes. It's funny that our best corner has been Anthony Brown, even though he got kind of exposed on the the uh, Raiders game with all the penalties and so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. he has been really really good for us. Uh, you know, not giving wise. up the yeah coverage wise and yeah. tackling wise too. So. We're, That's it's, Byron Jones it's, for us. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be an intriguing matchup. I do think the addition of Blake Jarwin coming back for the Dallas Cowboys helps that offense because Blake Jarwin is our tight end that can go up the middle of the field. Schultz is an outstanding tight end, even though his run blocking is kind of suspect most of the time. But mm-hmm. him catching at the backfield, he's almost just as slow or I'll say a little bit faster than Jason Witten. Blake Jarwin's almost like a, a wide receiver. He can, he can go up the seam and get you those, you know, 20 yard uh, plays here and there. So it's yep. to me, I'm, I didn't want to see Arizona again, just due to the fact that in the back of the Cowboys mind is like, Oh, Kyler Murray is eight and zero in this, in the stadium. So yeah. I did, I, you know, sometimes that takes a, that takes a factor in, yeah. in in people's mentality and especially Kyler Murray. Yeah, mentally that, that could yeah that 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 plays a role definitely. Um, yes, I, I got I got Dallas winning twenty four seventeen. Okay, who I would like you guys that. play in the second round if you win? Tampa, the winner of Tampa and and Philly. Well, it's going to be Tampa. So if if everything goes right with top seeds and everybody winning, no upsets, it'll be Dallas Road to so if Philly upsets Tampa. You guys play another home game. Yes, we'll play the winner. No, the winner of uh, Arizona and and the Rams because the lower seed uh, will play uh, Green Bay. Gotcha. So whoever's the lower seed in the second round will play Green Bay. So that's why I didn't want to be the fourth seed. I always wanted to be the second or third seed if we didn't become the first seed because yeah. Green Bay. And again, the 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 road to 
uh, Super Bowl, if you want to say, for Dallas Cowboys has to, to go through has has to go through Lambo. So it goes, you know, we only have one home game. Then we're most likely going to Tampa to. But you could play another home game if there are upsets. Yeah, if there's upsets, but you never know, man. The playoffs, you know, that's what I love about the playoffs. Whatever happened in the regular season, that don't mean shit now. Now it's a new mentality. Yeah, clean slate. Here we go. But I don't. I don't really see Tampa getting upset by the Eagles. So I. I do see it going. You know, uh, us playing San Francisco. Then our next game facing Tom Brady. And then the championship game, if we if we beat Tom Brady. So you guys uh, are going to Tampa? Week, Tampa yeah. beats Eagles. You guys come to Tampa? We go to Tampa because they're the number two seed. And then we'll go to – tickets for that game, bro. We'll go to uh, – oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go to Green Bay uh, for an NFC championship game, which I would want to see Green Bay in an NFC championship game just because of Aaron Rodgers' uh, you know, record in the NFC championship game. It's not that good, so uh, that's why you want to see Rodgers in the NFC Championship. And the last time you guys played him in the playoffs, was that the home game with the Jared Cook catch? Jared Cook catch? Uh, yes, that was a home game. Don't, and then don't, before that was that don't, catch don't, that Des Bryant don't. made, and they that, said it wasn't a catch. That Jared that? Cook catch, I, I felt like crying. I had to walk my dog for like an Be hour. Be honest, you cried. You that, cried. I, it, it, it was almost. I was I was there. Um, I had oh, to take I, a – I, 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 Tell you right now, Brian. I think we've we've talked about this before. If that would have happened to the Dolphins, I would have cried straight yeah. up. I'm admitting it right now. I would have cried. You, and I, you know, I told uh, a coworker this. It's you know what sucks of being uh, a Cowboys fan is because if when we lose, you get that text message like you're mad that we lost, and then you get that text message from every single Cowboys hater. Just you know, just people that just want to just dig it in right there, and they're like. Bro, your your phone's blowing yeah. up and you're getting that. So it's just it's just yeah, the, it's the same thing with me with the Lakers. I and mean, the Lakers, I take shit from everybody because they're the Lakers, and especially now that they have LeBron. I've but I've taken shit from everybody yeah. my whole life because of the Lakers, because they're one of the you know the most famous teams in the NBA. Same things with the you know with the Cowboys. So yeah. we're not gonna talk about the Lakers on this uh on, on this yeah. episode because that's a different I don't want to talk basketball for a while, bro. I, you know what? From now on, when football season's over, we'll talk golf. We'll talk some yeah. tennis. And, or we'll talk some heat basketball. But, man, I have no interest in talking about the Lakers right now. Oof. Yeah, they're, they're doing uh, they're doing pretty bad. Uh, as yeah. It looks like LeBron's getting frustrated over there also. Um, yeah. But uh, our last uh, thing I want to get to, uh, national championship game tonight, uh, Alabama versus Georgia. Who do you have? Who do you have winning the game? I'm going with the dogs, the oh, Georgia yes. dogs. Is that That's because is that because you don't like Alabama because of Nick Saban? Yes, yes. <laughs> you ask any Dolphin <laughs> fan, almost all the Dolphin fans are going Georgia because of I Nick honestly Saban. think, man, I honestly think Georgia's going to pull it out, though, man. Uh, they got robbed a few years ago. Uh, you know, they got their ass kicked pretty handily in the SEC championship team, game, but I think they're much better than what they showed in that game. And I think they yeah. knew in the back of their heads that they were going to get another shot. So, yeah, I think it'll be a great game, but I'm going to go for Georgia. I say Georgia takes it 31 27. Uh, that's that's a that's a great score there. I'll have Georgia winning 33 30. Um, I have Georgia winning due to the fact that they lost that game. Now, it's it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. I think them losing to the SEC championship game kind of humbled them, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. And now you kind of see where you need to, you know, the areas that you need to improve. And I do think that 
if Georgia one gets that running game going and gets a time of possession, I I feel like they can they can pull it off. Georgia's defense is yeah, and they got Georgia has some tight ends, man. That especially that one true freshman kid, I forgot his name, but even the, the guys that uh, those two guys after him, they're like six five. And I was watching a segment earlier how they don't they didn't get them involved. I think each one of them had like a catch each. Um, yeah. the, tre- the freshman had like a hell of a game, but um, they they show how they were trying to get them involved in the first half and how Alabama adjusted because mm-hmm. Georgia kept running like similar plays and they completely shut them down. So I'm hoping that Georgia saw a lot of film yeah. and they're able to disguise those things and, and kind of make some plays there with those weapons that they got. We'll see. And I, I just, I'm, it's time for Alabama to, uh, you know, have, you know, have this losing streak. They need, they need it. One, they need to lose this. And then I want Alabama to start, you know, sucking, because I'm just getting sick and tired of know, Alabama in the playoffs. And I don't it looks think that's like, going to happen until Nick Saban retires. <laughs> hey, look, but hey, what I'm telling you, a team to watch out for next year is Texas A&M. Because, yes, uh, not just because of Jimbo Fisher, but Texas A&M, if, if I read it correctly, had 22 either four or five-star recruits yeah. that they just, um, they just had. So the last time a team had that, which was Alabama, won the national, uh, national championship. Texas A&M game. beat Alabama this year, right? Uh, I think so. that was Alabama's only loss, right? No, no, might no, have been. No. I don't think. No, that's. Uh, I forgot who Alabama lost. I know they lost to Texas A&M and oh, yeah, they, they, they and Georgia two losses. I thought, yeah, they, they had lost two to losses. Georgia. Yeah, they lost to Georgia, and then they lost to uh, and Texas A&M. I believe they had two losses. So I got. I got to look back. I I, see, so. I'm not. I'm in. I'm in NFL mode. So I got. I know. Look I know. Back I know. Oh, they might have two losses then. Okay. Yeah. So, but um, but it's but yeah, crazy. Now, Texas and them will be good. At, you know, I'm hoping Mario Cristobal gets to steal some of Saban's recruits, and and they're not as good next year. Yeah. Hey, but the what Mario Cristobal has been has been doing so far. You guys have been recruiting uh, good. Also, coaches uh, too. Yeah, FSU, and I think what happened with the hiring of Mario Cristobal is that a lot of uh, a lot of the local kids are kind of saying shit you know we got a good coach now and that kind of brings back all the local kids to going to the universities and staying in florida and i think it's kind of helping out uh fsu also even though uh you know we our coach has been there for a, a couple of years but again you need this is the make or break year uh for the yeah. fsu i'd rather coach, see so. these recruits yeah, as much as i hate fsu mm. i'd rather see yeah. the kids stay stay in, in state rather go yeah. to alabama or clemson or Georgia and why do you hate FSU? I, I would think that you would hate the gators like I hate the Gators. I you know I don't mind UM, but I really hate the Gators. And I, I thought it would be the exact same thing for the Canes fan because at least we continue to play you guys each year. Not the Gators hiding and stuff like that. You yeah, know, no, teams, I uh, I uh I we hate the Gators, but it's it's not as personal. Remember, we play the Gators every four or five years. We play you guys. You're the rival. Yeah. We play you guys every year. There's nothing like FSU in Miami. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I, I hate the Gators, uh-huh. but. I don't hate anybody as much as I hate FSU. <laughs> hey, that that FSU UM game. Is, a lot of a lot of P, a lot of FSU fans I speak to though they hate the Gators more than they hate Miami. Yeah, because I you yeah. know we play both of you guys uh, each each and every year, so yeah. it's I yeah. think it's just more of the Gainesville and how I don't know they just they dress weird. You know, it's it's just khaki <laughs> and green like I just I don't know it's just I a bunch of pretty colors, boys man. over there. <laughs> but that FSU yeah. UM game is down here in South Florida uh, this upcoming college football year, so I can't wait for that tailgate. That's the best tailgate ever, 
So we'll see. Uh, I'm going to start practicing you, my shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, don't, 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 uh, don't bring, don't bring your brother. Cause that boy can't hang yeah, on, no, on the drink. Right? <laughs> Two beers in and he's, he's done. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's it for this episode of big meat sports. Again, don't forget to check us out on YouTube, uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify. Uh, yes, we haven't been on here on YouTube for quite a while. Uh, because it is mostly focusing on the Apple Podcasts and uh, and Spotify, so go check out some past episodes if you if you like this uh, like this episode, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Again, my name is Jose, Sounds and that's good. JC from Big Me Thank Sports, you. and we'll catch you on the next episode.